This is episode number 37 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. In my last episode, I raved about the power of eye-gazing and the benefits of sticking with the awkward feeling of looking someone in the eye in order to get in touch with your heart. This week, I want to explore the role of the me inside of the we. In other words, how your relationship with yourself plays a significant role in the way you think and feel about your partner. If you can get this principle, you can take a lot of control back for shaping the health of your relationship. I'm glad you've tuned in. The pattern goes something like this. You get into a relationship, and at first it's all bliss and buzz. Time passes, and you start making small compromises of what you want or the values you maintain in order to please your partner not knowing you have other options. If you stood up for what you wanted, you would have to face a potential conflict, and that could threaten the bliss, and you don't want to do that or don't know how to do that safely. So, blissfully conflict-avoidant, you delve deeper into this relationship, and the small compromises become bigger and bigger deviations away from what you want and even who you are. You are no longer honoring your needs, wants, and priorities in pretty significant ways, and the foundation of the relationship was seemingly built on this expectation. Does this sound at all familiar? If so, you're far from alone. Denying the self in order to avoid conflict is a super common default because so many of us lack the skills needed to state our truths. So in this scenario, what do you think happens to your feelings for the other person? I probably don't have to tell you if you've been there. Over time, your attraction to them erodes, and you don't like them as much. In fact, unfortunately, they may actually disgust you or turn you off. And when you feel this way, it's very easy to think it's the other person's fault. Here's a very uncomfortable but very important truth that I'm going to tell you. I hope you're sitting down. As much as you want to blame them, it wasn't your partner's fault that you weren't loyal to yourself. Unless, of course, it really was, and there is a toxic and abusive power imbalance, in which case, please seek support. Notwithstanding this exception, what you're feeling is a frustration with your own disconnect from yourself, which you told yourself you did for the sake of the other person. So, their face has become the reminder of your separation from yourself, and you therefore blame them. When in fact this is not about you and them exclusively, it's about you and you, in the context of you and them. Put simply, when you neglect or otherwise override yourself in connection to your partner, and you do this over and over, you damage your relationship with the other person by damaging your relationship with yourself in connection to the other person. Whew, that's sticky to explain. Let me try an example. For one fabulous year before graduate school, I lived in Hyde Park, Chicago, while conducting cancer research at the University of Chicago. Every day, I biked to campus to sit at my computer, pore over research articles, and coordinate our study. 
Though I was mostly alone in the office, Sarah, a psychology graduate student, would stop by now and again. I always looked forward to her visits. She was older than I was and hip. Mid-year, Sarah started a new relationship, and I will never forget how she spoke about her new boyfriend. Sitting at the campus cafe, she told me, I like myself when I'm with him. I had never heard anyone describe a relationship that way. It has rung in my ears all these years later. I like myself when I'm with him. This is the opposite of what I was describing a moment ago. When we honor ourselves in connection to our partner, we fall more deeply in love with them because we have kept our relationship with ourselves intact in relation to them. Sarah was the first person to show me that was possible. Before any of us ever started dating, the seeds of this potential imbalance between self and other were planted. We all grew up in a culture that is deficient in helping us identify and express our wants, hopes, and dreams. The pressures to fit in, conform, please, and obey are strong forces for most of us. It's very possible that you were cultured in an environment where it was, in fact, unsafe to express your needs, so you hid them. As we mature, this survival tactic of separating from yourself can get reflected back to you in your dating relationships. As uncomfortable as this mirror is to look at, from my perspective, this reflection is potentially a great gift. Why? Because your person, whether a dating partner or a spouse, is now showing you the edge of your learning and growth, the places where, if you want, you have the chance to heal. The skills it takes to stay connected to ourselves while connecting lovingly with another are many. In the last episode on eye-gazing, I suggested that the ability to feel your body while holding the eyes of your partner is the template for healthy intimacy. I can't recommend grounded eye-gazing enough for getting an embodied taste of staying with yourself while relating through your eyes to someone else. Putting this to action from your eyes to the rest of your life will give you the chance to practice the majority of skills I have taught over the course of this podcast. Boundaries, revealing, curiosity, befriending conflict, cultivating friendship, creating space, and more. If you discover that you have neglected your own needs and told yourself you needed to do so for the sake of your partnership, the impulse will be to get angry at them or you. Take care here. Consider sharing your recognition with a trusted friend or therapist and bringing exquisite kindness to yourself and your partnership as you metabolize this recognition. As the wise and wonderful Maya Angelou said, Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. When you feel settled enough to communicate with your intimate, you might start start by creating intentional space together where you both know you won't be interrupted and you can bring receptivity and curiosity. Then start by making an admission. I need to admit that is a powerful phrase that can lead to vulnerability and truth-telling. 
I need to admit that I have been trying to please you and ignoring myself in this relationship. I need to admit that I'm afraid to ask for what I need, and I know it's not your fault. I need to admit I need more space or more connection or whatever it is. See what it feels like to take responsibility for this rather than blaming them or you. Though it can be nauseating to point to ourselves rather than aim the finger outward when we discover an unhealthy pattern, it's actually very good news because it means that if we originated the pattern, we have the power to change it. From there, it's wise to seek out a therapist to help you integrate this awareness into your relationship and carefully design a new template for relating. With support and commitment, it's possible to do so. For this week's homework, write what's called a desire inventory, a list of things you want. They can be big or small. Begin with the phrase, I want. It could be, I want a massage. I want a day off. I want hours of lovemaking. I want a donut. Let it be a meandering exercise during which you give yourself full permission to contact your desires. Set the timer for 15 minutes and keep your pen moving during that time. Try to soften your idea of what you should want and instead let your pen break the rules and admit what you actually want. When you are done, read the list to someone you trust. If you are the listener, when they are done reading, say back to them, Thank you. You can have it. With this reply, you are celebrating and validating their ability to name a desire, a practice worth celebrating. We can deny ourselves for the sake of our relationship and lose the feeling of attraction. We can also reconnect with ourselves for the sake of the relationship, and in so doing, plunge headlong into the most satisfying love affair of our lives when we discover that we can have them and keep ourselves too. May you take the time to fall back in love with yourself in order that the love you share with others may flourish. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 o